Hello, and welcome to Amateur Attempts. Yes, and we're back to another Tanny Whinge. Well, we never really picked the name, but fuck it. Our Tuesday's into Wednesday. Still currently called that. Oh, speaking of that burp as well as now that burp coming down be. Yeah, let's talk about, you know, declining stuff, you know. Talk about declinism, all that fun stuff. So from our brilliant previous episode about the Afghanistan. Yes. And then uh, we kind of hinted towards it where it's like everything's fucked. Stole uh, my introduction, kind of. Uh, it's okay, it's okay. I'll go more into it. Well, the point is, uh, we both have pretty strong opinions, but we're always looking for at least, I guess, some hope, some light, but we both recognize that the U.S. is, and we'll say in a, because we, we're not, I mean, we're not ec- economists, ec- eh, economists, um, so, but... I think from our perceived perspective, mm-hmm. all right, perspective, it's one of those days I cannot talk. Fuck. <laughs> from our, oh my God, um, per, uh, from our uh, per, perspective, uh, thank you. Um, the U.S. is in a state of decline. And I, you know, we, we were referring articles both by the Atlantic as well as uh, HBR, which is Harvard Business Review, um, that America, or say the United States, and we're, you know, because America is a continent, um, is in decline. At least matching what older empires used to look like, we're in that state of decline. We're going to go into the question in what is way? though, yeah. exactly what way is it economic? Is it social change? Which are two different things. Economic is how you more finances. Okay. So you said you were hinting that towards like our opinion is that the U.S. is dark, and it's like a soulless dark hole, and that's why we love flashlights so much. You said flash, right? Not flesh. Flashlights. Okay, cool. Flash. That's sure. no helpful like, in the dark. I was like, what? Well, you could put a light in it, technically. You just, I don't know you're going to see a weird table. little light that's in either way. So. But God, I can see my own cock. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know about that. It's like a laser pointer, but just with light. If you're using ah, it's going the down, it's going version. down. Yeah, the feeling's gone. Either way, speaking of getting fucked. Okay, so. Wow, yeah. Um, we, wow. <laughs> um, so the state of clients said there, there's two categories that, you know, basically it. What at least economists look at, they talk about either the economy itself, how it's functioning, whether like, for example, is inflation real, is it not real? What does that even mean? You know, what does the deficit even mean? Like all that, like this all take into account. Was Obama you know, really a U.S. citizen? Oh my God. Okay. That might be yes, more the, yes, that might be more the social aspect. So Why there's also, talking about that? So, right. So there's also the social change aspect where that could be changes in, you know, fundamentally, what do people believe in the United States? Like we were talking about earlier for a while, we were pretty Christian overall, you know, like the majority of the United States was a Christian nation. And now that's declining where people are either just not religious or a different religion. So, like, I mean, Christianity is still the majority of the country, but you can see it's in decline. So that's like a, a fundamental belief, right? So that's what social change is. There's some sort of fundamental belief that is changing that's affecting how people see or perceive the U.S. So let's let's talk about it. What aspect do you want to go with first? What is a fruit? What? What? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the religious aspect is interesting. So, yeah, you got to um, kind of divulge into it's mainly a split of like religion versus non religion at this point. Mm. It's a case of, you know, faith based approach to life versus, I guess, a more personal moral approach to life. Um, and I think they're kind of diverging because 
in general, I think you could say that most the more progressive people are, they're more likely to not be religious. Mm. I mean, you still have a progressive arm of Christianity. Well, to clarify, I mean more. We don't have to go off the whole religion. I mean, which one do you want to start with? Economy or social change? Jesus. Okay, Jesus, let's do it. Yeah. Social change. and Because that's the point. is like The U.S. is really based on like core, supposedly, you know, Christian values of being an American, right? Under God, like, liberty yeah, and justice for none. They put their hand on the Bible, the president, do they not? They yeah. put their hand on the Bible in a court of law. And it's the Midwest, there's actually a carved out gun in there. Yep, and you're like, page 38, in case things get here. Because the priest already memorized the whole thing, or I say the pastor, so he knows it word for word, even with the gun silhouette. Oh my God. That'd be an <laughs> awful world to live. I'm like, yep. Far Cry 5, baby. Don't <laughs> drop the Bible, whatever you do. But uh, yeah, so this this religious aspect is interesting because I think um, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> that's a terrible joke. Okay, so just real quick side note. Side okay. note, terrible joke. So kind of. I can imagine, right? There's like a Bible giveaway at church, and that's their thing. Like you know, come in to buy a Bible for charity, you get one free gun. But you don't know which Bible it's in. Christian <laughs> Christian church roulette. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, boy. It's like, you know, buy a Bible, baby, with a gun. Help the needy kids over at the foster home. All right, now for the winners. One of them's you loaded. Got little Tommy. I em. got the Glock. I got the Glock. <laughs> Run, Dad. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, I, I got a little dark. Sorry. Arkansas has turned me. sour, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Government government positions are not in our future. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. For only nine ninety nine, you can get your own gun Bible. Oh my god! Right. Oh boy. Anyway, um, back to religion, the old fashioned way. Okay. So, I mean, I think there's kind of like there's a moral split there where mm. it's not like stark black and white because you have, as we always say, back in the day in politics, you had over our overarching political views depending on your party like it wasn't just black and white yeah you're um, more actually bipartisan but you get like you know the traditional christian community they're i think they're they're not moving as fast which makes sense because they're raising their life on a fixed system of beliefs right you know the bible and its teachings yeah um whereas progressives you know we're, we're kind of going with our moral compass and the moral compass changes over time it does and that's kind of what happening is you know people always hark on progressives and kind of how they're ruining everything and that's because to them these changes are never like they were. They were never predicted, and they were never told how to handle, you know, these things, these these the teachings in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of one aspect, I guess, in the religious part. Uh, what do you, you know, what do you? I guess, how key do you think that is in terms of just the whole social aspect? Well, I feel like that's. I I think that's. I want to say a social change that was already happening before our generation. So I think we're just seeing like, I think that's why we don't really like, for example, ourselves, right? Neither of us are, at least, I, I guess I, I should speak for both of us, but my saying neither of us are religious, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we might have grown up with some sort of religion, but currently we don't identify as religious. Yeah. You know? I am um, technically agnostic for right now, but which, which okay. at this point means I'm currently not believing in anything. <laughs> you just believe there's something out there, yeah. Just, you're, not, you're just not associated with a religion, or you don't believe in the, the, the let's I'm say... waiting for Jesus to shake my hand. The, oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, Jesus, exactly. Jesus. No, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> um, either way. Um, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, there was a time, though, where people, like, really grew up with religion, right? Where it's, like, every Sunday, God's Day, you, go, you went to church. We don't really see that, because it seems like... 
basically after the 60s and the 70s, the free love movement, like, religion itself got pretty questioned. Mm-hmm. And even the 80s, like, certain things were changing where people even, like, I was making, you know, we make a joke about, like, you know, Satanists, right? Stuff like that. Well, it's kind of like where some of that movement started began, where it's like questioning what even is religion and why should it restrict you to like certain, mm-hmm. basically restrict you for pleasures, stuff like that. And then the 90s was like the whole alternative period, anywhere people were questioning what, like what even faith they were. And so they're either bringing that up is because, for example, Jehovah's Witness, that's a relatively newer religion, but it spurred, I believe it was the late 80s. And now, now it's a, you know, more of an actual full, sorry, not as big as like Christianity. But nonetheless, still basically grew out of something that was questioning mainstream religion. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like evangelicalism. That's still a newer type of religion. I think you know? probably most likely in response to this sort of split where they're the reign of, you know, where morality is decided in society mm-hmm. has shifted away from Christian values. So they've had to counter with a more aggressive form of mm-hmm. Christian values. Or the other way if you're Satanist. Yeah. Oh so burn everything. Yeah, I'll get a whopper, please. <laughs> six six fit for life anarchy, but I need that large fry, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Jared. <laughs> next week. Fuck corporations, but thank God there's a McDonald's kind yeah. of street. I need that. Twenty four hours I need that sodium. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. The sodium salty, for Satan. Salty fries for days. Ah <laughs> oh, fuck, where were we? Salty <laughs> fries, salty thighs. Salty lies. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus. Okay. Either oh, way. America. Yeah. So yeah, religion itself, like that's a social change that's been happening. It's just the question is more. I don't think we really see it as a major change in our own lives, or I, I guess in general, because like we are living a like. Not sorry to say that states that are religious aren't progressive, but more the fact that the state we live in, it seems like because I've been kind of split from religion for a while, where either it's like you you are religious or you aren't. Mm. You know. Like, it doesn't really seem like there's a, like, other states, it seems like some of my experience traveling around, like, you run into a lot more people that have religious values. Yeah. You know, they might not be super attached to their church, you know, it's maybe as they once were. Spectrum. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but in general, I think the reason we don't really see as much as they, like, also, like, whoa, that's a shocker, you know what I mean? Is we're already at the far end of that social change. I would say the social change we're in right now, which is kind of interesting, would be like the LGBT community stuff. Because, I mean, gay marriage, that just passed in what? I think that was 2012? Yeah. And like, it's currently a constant fight, depending on the state. Yeah, but that's like a current so that we're actually in the middle of right now. Yeah. So this is why we're seeing more effects. That's also affecting how the U.S. is perceived. Because some people, it's like, oh, look, the U.S. It is progressive. It's like, show the world's like, you can make something of everybody. But there's other people of you. It's like no, now it's moral corruption. You know what I mean? Mm. The very essence of the U.S. is just unwinding at the seams. So, well, I'm curious. What is? Well, I I I don't know if we can really go into detail specifically, but what is that essence of the U.S.? Well, I think that's why I me mean, initially, which kind of I guess ties into the whole aspect of religion, is that we were a Christian nation. I mean, in our preamble, it says under God, do good per se, like word of God values, right? Essentially, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, got that out of the way. Um, and my apologies, 2015 was when the U.S. Supreme Court ruled, struck down that all state bans on same-sex marriage were considered illegal. Okay. So, legalizing all 50 states as we stay on Six years ago. Yeah. Change moves slowly. It does. No, it definitely does. But, for example, that's a social change that we're living in right now that could affect the U.S. economy in different ways. Mm-hmm. 
So, or I guess not the economy, but more basically how the U.S. functions. Because mm. right now, I mean, there's even arguments, for example, with um, uh, so in your case, right, California is one of the states that allows if you're on was it um, pregnancy leave that males also get paternity some, leave. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, a lot of other states they don't do that at oh, all, yeah, right? Pretty much almost all. Um, yeah. So, but there's also talk of, for example. If let's say if you have a transition, right, and you happen to adopt a newborn, you know, should you qualify? Even mm. though you'd actually birth well, it which yourself. Which one would you qualify for? Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of these gray areas that are trying to get fixed right now that most likely is going to cause like social change that might essentially affect how the economy, like let's say how the U.S. functions. That that's really mm. you know the biggest you know deal of it. Or even right now, like I know there's a lot, like. Which I didn't know. I guess on your birth certificate, you can actually get changed your what you were born as. I had no idea you could even do that. I found out the other day. Just some clever Photoshop and a Sharpie. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Um, what, just from, yeah. from male or female? Or yeah. even more options? Male, male, female. Okay. I don't know if you can do name. I know I did ask her, but. Human. I, I mean, shit, if you could change from male to female on a legal document, such as a birth certificate. I'd imagine you could probably change the name too. You just have to show, you know, proof that you were who you were before the change. So, but it shows you, right? That's going to probably lead to other problems in like, for example, right? Think how much longer it might take you to get a job. Because I got all this supporting documentation. Yeah. You know, that's like maybe you were, depending on the job, I mean, you know, most of them are probably asking that, but certain jobs, like, they're going to want to know, so like, especially government related stuff. You know, make sure your past is completely clean. Any names you used to have, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Mm. So, you know, can you and then think about that. That takes maybe a whole nother, especially some jobs, a whole nother year to get your paperwork completed. So you just essentially slow down a whole potentially department for an extra year trying to sort through, you know, your information yeah. change. I mean, so that could lead to other yeah. effects. So social change could also affect the, I guess, the economy too, as well as, the perception of the United States in different ways we still really think about. So my take, I think you're right. My so my my opinion was that the the seed is the other way around, which which we'll get into. Um, the economy has fed basically how our society functions because of our dependency on money, which we'll go into. Because uh, society basically is money at this point. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, I mean, you make a good point. If you think about like our day to day life, as I right? said for our last segment, section, we're a gilded country. We're gilded at the core. Right. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's because I think... But we'll get into that in a second. For example, right, if you're coming on the outside here, you probably would have no idea how garbage like the DMV is, mm. how backwards our unemployment system is. Um, I mean, you're probably aware of healthcare because it's only to talk about. But uh, what I think is curious with like what you're mentioning with like basically added complexity mm. and kind of either misunderstanding or nuance that we just don't even know how to handle right now yeah. because we haven't even finished labeling people, right? Well, that sounds kind we, of weird to say like right. that. We haven't like be. labeled your legal terms. <laughs> we haven't finished. We think we're, we got a good amount done, right? But just wait for someone else to feel, you know, that their, their identification is not accurate or represented. Yeah. Um, but this, like this complexity, you can just apply to like any part of our functioning government mm-hmm. or companies is, because for example, I think like, Getting a job now, right? You mentioned that. Back in the day, you could just get a job on the day of. Yeah. Right? People say that. Which is interesting. Back in the day, as they say, let's just say at least 20 years ago, probably like 30 to 50 years ago, probably the sweet spot of 
things being relatively like functioning other than you know the racism and the social unrest like things like that happening but for the person who enjoyed life and was happy with it then yeah generally you're white white person to be honest either way you could do it basically about a day yeah, maybe a like, little longer but sense. like you yeah. understood what you were getting into you could learn things and you could progress in life and feel like you were doing things nowadays like the minimum might be a month yeah, maybe like, if you're lucky. Things are just life is <laughs> so complicated to get anything done. I mean, you think about with the pandemic, right? All of these packages we've done. How many? How how many countless hours were probably spent pulling all nighters to like glue all of these functioning systems together with fucking crazy glue mm-hmm. and like a Kleenex, right? Like where it's at this point where that is functioning and taped together, and for the people trying to use it, there's just mass, you know unhappiness with the fact that we're trying to do an aid yeah and it it doesn't even work for most people you know there, there's fraud things get brought up people like get their money frozen that's just one example of things like well as a functioning country we should move forward to be able to like just handle things right and with technology these are technical problems mm. but the u.s i think an interesting point is which we, we talk about a lot is infrastructure I mean, kind of the social infrastructure of how we handle things. And then, like, a lot of times the physical infrastructure of welfare and, like, government functionings and just getting things done as an adult Mm. is just so bogged down and complex. A lot of people, like, probably don't get things done or progress the way they would like to in life because sometimes they just meet crosses in the road that they can't handle. Yeah. Or they get so disenfranchised. And things like that where... You know, it may dissuade people from going into certain types of jobs because they look at the outlook and they're like, I don't even understand. Like, I have a personal view on something and I don't understand how I'm supposed to fathom how what that's going to look like in the future. Right. I mean, gender identification is it's only one aspect of life, but it is, I mean, to me, it is so ungodly complicated mm-hmm. to figure out how we're going to implement things to make society, quote unquote, happy, you know, well, in I- one aspect. Well, I guess we're going to make this all a social aspect. We'll cover the economic side another day because I thought of another one they're going to like, which is seriously, because it goes to social, in general, Big Pharma slash the opioid epidemic. Because that is social itself and just in a different way. Oh, yes. Because the dependency on painkillers as well as just the whole idea of basically... Opiates, right? Yeah, well, the idea is that now there's kind of a wonder drug where it can numb away your pain. I guess the point where, you know, that's where you lead to eventually addiction because it, like, it numbs more than just the pain. It numbs emotion. Yeah. So you just don't want to feel anymore. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, and it creates an addictive substance. Yep. So the fact that, like, even, I mean, this kind of goes a little bit back and forth, but, for example, when you first went on employment, right, Granted, they had enhancement benefits, so you know it was it was more. But the fact that literally you could make more money on unemployment than you would working at a regular nine to five job, depending on the pay, of course. Like, but mm-hmm. you know, if you were let's say making twenty dollars an hour, you'd actually get more on unemployment than you would working your job. So it's like, why even bother working your job? Granted, mm-hmm. those enhancements weren't permanent; they were only what six months or something. But if they were well, permanent, right for now, it's been like a year. Oh, it's been a year. Okay, it's been, it's been, it's been like March of last year. I've like yeah. worked throughout this whole pandemic. So I'm losing right? track. <laughs> we forget that uh, how how much of a change in, in the functioning of your life that is. Yep. So you know what I mean? It's like if you're already like basically this is bringing more social change. It's like why am I working myself to death? I can basically just sit at home and let the government like cut mm-hmm. me a paycheck. Yeah. It's exactly. I think. So that, that, that social aspect, I think, it, I mean, the, the economy part is, of course, everyone in the U.S., for the most part, thinks that you have to have a job 
to be a functioning adult. You know, it's like a job is you being an adult, regardless of whether it's good or bad, shitty or not, right? Um, and the fact that this pandemic, I think, has shown a lot of social questioning of like norms that we're having. Mm. So, I mean, for a perfect example, it's a case of why is it that the world, like, well, not the world, the U.S. works this way, right? Mm. Why is it that it takes something like this for people to realize that, yeah, when you get free money, the world still functions, right? Mm. I mean, we, of course, did not. And I think mainly because it's like, well, we have ways of, you know, either making more income or, you know, doing things. And there's certain parts of our life that kind of rely on a job and our ability to adjust our income level. In a way, it's like, okay, well, you know, and also, you know, the fact that it's stability, right? Um, for, for people that, that you know, they, they didn't have that, they basically, stability just ceased to, ceased to exist. Mm. They just, they just lost their job, right? right? They realized that this whole, this whole way of American life of functioning economy is to just do your part, do a job has, you know, collapsed. Yeah. Right. And it took this, like we've been doing this for decades and it took this moment to where, this quote unquote socialism peeps. Well, I guess we're getting actually more into the economic side. Yeah. But yeah valuing jobs over one or the other, that's really the problem. Like mm-hmm. what's considered more valued. Right. And so I, I've I've fallen victim to that sometimes too, where it's like, oh, if I can go work hard and then tell me how it feels. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I still think that's true where you have to it doesn't necessarily necessarily have to be a job though, but working hard just builds your character, right? But working hard for like no money, little to no money. Maybe that's not so smart. Right. And now it just takes us to realize that, yeah, maybe a Taco Bell isn't a good place to start work because maybe you just become disenfranchised to work. Yeah. Stuff well, like that can happen. I, I think we have time to go into the economy, but what do you think? You got some more social stuff? No, I, I got some more social stuff. Well, yeah, either way. Um, well, so because I was, I was watching another article of all uh, things by Vice. Um, I should have watched it. It was a video. Um so it was interesting. It was basically talking about this this guy. He does rehabilitation for like people who have been addicted to you know certain substances stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, granted, the problem is though it's all voluntary. You can't for you know you can't force somebody to go to rehabilitation. You have to just convince them to do it. Essentially, either way, there's a bring it up is because there was a good friend of his that she chose basically to be a hired escort uh-huh. to just pay for drugs. Okay. Like, right, that's the more extreme end of the spectrum of, like, social uh, change, you know. An actual uh, escort probably got a lot of drugs for her time. So, well, uh, you know, but, like, for example, like, heroin, so it's not cheap, though. Mm-hmm. Like, supposedly black tar, it's not, it's not like it used to be. Like, drugs are pretty expensive. Like, good old days. It's one of those, well, it's one of those things, like, it's weird to think about, but even drugs are actually expensive. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're not really cheap. So, it's weird. Like, you're paying, not only paying a high premium or something that's, you know, it's needed, but it's also destroying you physically in some shape mm-hmm. or form. The reason I bring it up is because, for example, right, as the as the behavioralist was saying, is, is you know, eventually that will lead to just full-on prostitution. Because mm-hmm. eventually her mind will start getting not only affected by the constant use of drugs, just, you know, because it's going to get to the point where the drugs are suffering to overpower her willpower, where it's like, instead of actually having like kind of a schedule where she knows it's like, okay, I got to sleep during this time, eat, maybe take a hit, and then go to work, you know? So, quote unquote work. 
So you you know, but you know, but it'll get to a point where it's like it's all like kind of similar to chasing that high, if you will. Her brain chemistry does not allow her to think independently anymore. Eventually, yeah, yeah. enough doses, yeah. So the thing is, eventually, as this argument was talking about, some place in Florida, that that's what happens. They become these kind of hiring escorts for a bit, but then the more you know, the heroin starts or any other drug starts affecting their body, both physically, you know, mentally. Eventually, just become full on prostitutes, selling it for like fifteen bucks. It's the other way around. They now work for their drugs. Well, no, their their drugs are making them work. Yeah. At that point, okay. I forgot how was this tying into society. More the fact that if basically because the uh, going to your you know the U.S. perspective of basically blue collar kind of ism, where it's like you have this strong worth that where it's like the U.S. If you don't have a job, you're kind of a loser, right? Yeah. You don't have some job, but. The fact that jobs nowadays, in some ways, even like your most basic jobs can be more demanding than it's actually worth. Yeah. I mean, even ourselves, we make pretty good money, but I would argue that we should be paid more based yeah. on what we do. It's not that we don't get paid terribly. It's just more for the amount of work we actually physically do and what we have to deal with, you know? And I think, which is what a lot, is, the aspect is, lot, is lost on a lot of society, either consumers of the service you provide is... Yeah what you're actually like representing and what you're actually affecting in people's lives. Yeah. Well, it's one thing, for example, right? Let's just say, again, I'm not trying to diss, you know, lowered workers here, right? Like, for example, if you're just banning, let's say, a cash register, yeah, you're dealing with customers and your customers, but essentially you're doing one thing over and over again, right? Mm -hmm. You're scanning, you're putting yeah. money in a till or credit or whatever the case is, right? It's it's pretty simple overall. Yeah, you got your days where you're dealing with anger, but that, that's annoying, right? But like our case, right? We're not only doing customer service with like a work phone, right? But we're also expected to have these like constant relationships almost, if you will, with hundreds of customers mm -hmm. where it's like we tend to almost every almost like servitude, if you will. Like a small business. While still following federal and state mandates when it comes to chemicals, you know. Yeah. Transport chemicals, having to still be able to drive safely, yeah. you know, as well. So maintaining a work, not literally maintaining it where we're, you know, doing oil changes and shit like that. But actually having to clean it constantly, make sure everything's locked up properly, do all these pre-inspection checks, you know, and then, you know, go to people's houses that could take anywhere from 20 minutes to hours to service. And that's just one stop out, potentially eight or more mm -hmm. in a day. Yeah. So, you know, that it's like, yeah, I better be getting over 20 or 25, you know. So. Yeah. I, so it's interesting, too, is like. With 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 any sort of I guess either unskilled or like sem, sem semi skilled is a lot of times there's some some attraction to it maybe either to where you were at like for us it's like okay well you go from retail to a service industry well the reason I bring it up though right is because like that's what I was about unemployment benefits earlier if those were permanent right universal we, basic income yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, what's even the point to even try to find a job? Now, granted, with unemployment, they do make you like, you have to at least show you're trying. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like for some people, like all they got to do is submit an application. It's like, if they didn't get the job, they didn't get the job. So it's like, okay, well, I need six more months. You yeah. know? I'm a, this could be a topic for another day. I'm actually a fan of trying universal basic income in some aspect, either uh, that's with, a topic within different. states, stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, so... So that's what I was talking about the girl with, you know, basically eventually, like in that case in Florida, for that particular incident, that eventually led to prostitution because it's not like she's making capital off of prostituting, right? Like not making a ton of money, probably decent money, but super illegal, right? Mm -hmm. So if she gets caught, not only is she fine, she's probably jailed, so she's going to lose some clients. So it's and like, her drugs, she's going to lose her drugs. Right? 
So, like, in theory, it's not really... But the reason I bring it up is because, for example, to some people, prostituting might be easier or basically more rewarding than having to do a standard 9-to-5 U.S. job work. Like Probably style, does know? pay more for the effort, too. Yeah. Because, like, that's yeah. the thing about the, the idea of with the U.S., like, in terms of its, I guess, work-to-death kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like... Because even other nations view us as, like, we're kind of crazy because, like, our work week is, like, 50 hours plus. So that's, like, normal for us. Yep. You know, other countries, it's, like, maybe 34 hours, mm-hmm. you know, max 40, but usually not beyond yeah. that, you know? Well, let's think about... So, let's think about how we function, right? So, we're both doers, per se, when it comes to employment. You know, we have pretty good work ethics, and we always, you know, work. And it's a case of, okay, well, we look at, you know, obviously, you work for money for the most part. And if you think about it, I can't think of a time where I thought about not working overtime because mm. we're such a, we're in such an ingrained part of like life. It's a case of, well, if I can make money per hour, how much more can I work in overtime to make more money yeah. regardless of being happy with what I make within a 40 hour period, mm. right? Because we're so, it's, I mean, this is going to go into later, but we're so warped in either not making enough money per hour that overtime is how we exist. And yeah. so then our regular normal is 50, 60, 70 god 80 hours i mean for us thankfully it's not that high yeah. but um you know that's an aspect of where this is how i function my life yeah well that's what i mean about social yeah. change right i think that's kind of interesting kind of caveat to like the u.s perspective of basically you know not only trickle down economics which is a scam but like the general idea that if you work hard enough when you retire you'll probably be somewhat wealthy or hopefully really well depending on basically how you save all that stuff right mm. which the flip side of it, which is the social change part that I was talking about, between, you know, different programs for unemployment as well as other ways of making money, kind of newer ways are less hard, but you're not making as much money with the fact that drugs are legal, like some of them, for example, like, you know, marijuana is a big one. It's not legal nationwide, but it's going to get there eventually, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, even other states of, like, for example, Oregon, they legalize mushrooms just for medical purposes, but still, it's like... When that becomes normalized, which might be good overall for your overall health, just get used to, you know, basically living a very minimalistic lifestyle. Mm. But if you have your, let's say, your little small house with your drugs, basically making enough where you're surviving, but at least you're comfortable and you're relaxed, who cares? Yeah. So, yeah, this is kind of what's going into the UBI aspect. It's a case of if you untie work from your existence. Mm. And just being able to pursue what you want to pursue. Yeah. That would technically be like the most closest thing to like perfect and wholesome aspect of life in the U.S. But I even think that people overall will in public denounce that idea of life. Mm. Like they're going to think that you're basically you're a weed smoking deadbeat. You're just fucking around all the time. It's a case of, well, you know, maybe there's stigmas around drugs, you know, and to each their own. It's a case of I'm not going to daily do weed. Probably most days of my life. Mm. Some people will, some people don't. And if that's part of your experience, it is what it is, right? But the fact that that conversation itself is so toxic, you know, and ideological, of course, is just a core part of the issue is this traditional aspect of American life is just like so ingrained that it's it's basically like everything else. It's polarization Yeah. to where, I don't know, it's just you can't have that conversation about maybe we should start questioning things. And the fact... This pandemic has been the only crack in the armor of questioning whether the way we live life. Okay, different different angle, but okay, I get what you mean. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, like, what you're saying, um, you know, trying to talk about that, 
I mean, maybe eventually we can get to that point where it's a case of, well, now Oregon is currently like ahead of everyone by trying something kind of out there. Right. Yeah, the workforce is actually like relaxed, but they're still making profit. Mm-hmm. Like they're not yeah. feeling like they're able to work like regular work weeks without feeling like overstrained. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, that goes into the salary part, but the fact that California probably has the best labor laws and you still don't get any overtime for salary, realistically, you know, what 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 you're expected to do, um, I think another aspect, too, is just a case of, like, the demand of work, right? But then kind of our own uh, expectation of, like, well, we have to, you know, basically take one for the team or, like, if we're not giving it our all at work, are we... Are we deserved of any raise or any, you know, um, promotion or, you know, acknowledgement of our work? Yeah. If we're not, like, giving sweat and tears constantly, yeah, you know, I, I think we get to the point where, like, your life doesn't exist anymore, right? Yeah. Well, that's, I guess that's kind of, I guess what I was talking about earlier with the whole idea of, like, not necessarily saying drugs make you, let's say, lackadaisical, right? But more the fact that. If there's, I guess, a better alternative to, let's say, the Saturday night, because, for example, right, even if you have a really high-paying job over six figures, right, on the surface, it's like, whoa, you know, you're making 100 grand a year. You must be pretty happy. But if you're also, like, working, like, 16-hour days, five days a week, you know, having no real life, it's Mm -hmm. like, is that really happiness? Yeah, you got a lot of money, but what are you actually doing, you know? So Because the fact that is, you don't have any of your life available to use what you've earned yeah so it's like the question is like vice versa you find like let's say maybe that very minimalistic house like for example those uh those tiny homes right Mm -hmm. you know you just give them like a minimum wage job at like fucking safeway or starbucks or whatever you know have enough to actually live and survive and just like yeah enjoy yourself where it's like you're still living you're just not working as hard to basically enjoy yourself yeah so could be the way but we know why it's not the way. I don't know. Are we? We're not going to do e- e- uh, economics today. Uh, well, we will not. But I, I, I will, I will say why. In some ways, actually, that is probably the way. Mm. This is the question. Is though, long term, how's it going to work out with other things? So let's see. Which we'll talk about another day. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> let's not get depth, into it. But <laughs> to summarize the social aspect, it's uh, so our thought was, Dylan thought was like you know. Is the U.S. or, you know, why is the U.S. in a state of social decay, right? Well, no. general decline. General decline. Okay, so, yeah. like, one more, general decline is, like, what's declining? It's basically yeah. happiness, how we treat each other, what our outlook on life is, what, what we do with our life. Mm. Or change the fundamentals. We'll yeah, say that. like, other than the fact that we kind of live longer than 50 years ago, are we happier with the life that we have? I think that answer is no. Right. Yeah, it might be more. Ah, yeah, that's probably. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Either way, yes. Yeah, so sum it up, broke Dylan. <laughs> Just be happy if you can. But you can't, so give up. Oh fuck! Okay, <laughs> have a good day. <laughs>